Hey guys, so before we jump in on this episode of the Honored Ones podcast, we want to give you guys a quick little bit of context about why we've been pushing so hard for you to subscribe. Uh, we're trying to hit 1,000 subscribers basically because we want to get monetized and those are YouTube's requirements. Now, the reason we want to get monetized is very simply, we want to be able to put up this podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, and other platforms. But to do that, we need to pay for a podcast distro because apparently an upload button is just too hard apparently for these websites to integrate so we have to do it like that but unfortunately those are expensive especially for the lengths of podcasts we upload and we don't really want to change how long we make these episodes because we think like they're fun so if you guys want to help us out make sure to subscribe yeah. hit the bell uh and it also helps you get notified when we drop uh, episodes because you know sometimes things happen we gotta like push it back or, or things like that so if you're notified you get the uploads you know, you get your podcast episodes when they come out. Yeah, and obviously this is the world's greatest of podcast, course. so, like, why the fuck would you want to miss an episode, Duh. you know? Now on to the episode. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Honored Ones podcast. This is episode 14 or 15, depending on whether or not I lose the footage to the previous episode. <laughs> so... <laughs> Bro, it happens all the fucking time. We do it like, too much. We do it too much. We do it too much. We just don't... I don't know, bro. Like, I feel like I feel like as YouTubers, it's 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 kind of embarrassing how many like videos or like episodes just don't show up on the channel. <laughs> like, <laughs> bro, tell me about it. Nah, like, nice. Sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, we have so much footage to to work with, and like so many episodes in advance. And other times it's like, okay, we have three days until we have to upload, and we have literally no footage. Yeah. I mean, bro, even before this episode, we spent like what in a cool hour just trying to figure out what the hell today's topic was gonna be and i don't even think we we, we have it figured out oh well uh, we're winging it uh very yep just winging it we got the intro we're gonna talk about some manga chapters what else are we gonna do find out with us because we have no idea yeah Ooh, if by some miracle we manage to execute any kind of usable title and thumbnail for this podcast i will genuinely be blown away by our ingenuity <laughs> like we will literally be the greatest youtubers of all time i'd have to be because yeah we are we are throwing this together on the spot but um fuck yes uh okay off to a terrible start okay yeah, let's... My brain <laughs> what do what are we gonna talk about first we talking about chapters what are we doing personal updates real quick okay. on the day that i uploaded my bleach video which by the way i finally uploaded a new video so congrats to me nice. for being a youtuber who actually uploads videos i know it's such a high bar to clear but i've managed to do it somehow and uh, on the day that it uploaded i was treated with the gift a treasure even that i have been seeking for so very long but has kept eluding me until this past Friday, I got first book of the Bleach Light novels, dude. Oh my god, if anybody has been trying to buy this fucking thing for the last couple of months, you know how hard this, like, it literally, you have people marking that bitch up to like $100, slightly used on eBay, uh, Mercari, all these other fucking places, it's always sold out everywhere, so I'm back order everywhere. Um, I somehow managed to get my hands on it in like a very, 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 very thin window of availability on Amazon for like $6 over uh, the MSRP. But I just did not give a shit because I was like, okay, I am n I have never been this close to it ever before. So I just kind of bit the bullet on that. Okay. And I'm really happy. Yeah, I have the completed set now. So I'm going to get started on that as soon as possible. Nice. That's good to hear. Yeah, yeah that's pretty good. That's so that's, that's some good timing too. Speaking of, um, I also, I don't know if you saw it, but... I also started collecting JJK manga. I did see that, yeah. Uh, finally, like, collecting something that isn't just One Punch Man, right? 
pretty yeah pretty i know dude i'm there. impressed with myself too um it's funny i skipped the uh i skipped hunter hunter completely because my top three is one punch man hunter hunter and uh jjk mm -hmm. so i just skipped hunter hunter completely i don't even hate hunter hunter's manga or anything it's just that like damn dude tagashi doesn't make me want to own his art very interesting i don't because i don't like, disagree but like that's just because i don't like hunter hunter enough to buy the volumes for it the only volumes i would be buying is the ones from after the anime that just simply aren't animated so it's like the only way to read that part of the story that's like also i think really though weird, like to me well uh, the fight between hisoka and Krolo, like i can't get a dvd of that or a fucking rip of that off a legal website or anything yeah of course yeah so obviously i'm only stuck with uh whatever is in the manga mm -hmm. uh well what's weird about that to me is the fact that like when you start buying volumes for a series you don't like get the entire series um no i only get what uh i can't watch and and yeah and like I, I i guess i get the logic but like whoa that's wild to me because like okay so like even for jjk i have all the volumes um that have been released i think it's up to 14 maybe 15 i'm not 100 percent sure um yeah i think 15 comes out in exactly one month on april 5th oh nice okay yeah um so yeah i'll probably be I might need to pre-order that today. But anyways, <laughs> um, I have, like, all the volumes that are out um, with, like, other series that I've read from start to finish. I have all the volumes. Like, I have, um, I don't, like, I have, well, Bleach isn't really a good example. I only have 21 volumes just because I have been um, decided to empty my pockets completely to get some more volumes <laughs> of the manga. Um, but usually I try, to, I try to collect from start to finish. And from outside of you, that's kind of what I've seen to be the norm. I just never seen somebody like get like only the stuff that isn't animated. Because what are you going to do when like JJK, the Shibuya arc is in? Well, obviously it's more about like, it's not animated now. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And it's not going to be animated. At least the volumes I bought, like the Sukuna versus Jogo fight mm. is I think volume 13 or 14's entire content. Mm. So that's not going to be animated until like well into season two in another year and a half ish yeah. so you know it's by then i think it'll mentally be a write-off for me and i'll have like mentally been like okay it's now reached its maximum value it's 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 paid for itself and now i can just own this thing with a clear conscience gotcha for that because i Look, at some point, possessions you own, like, stop being defined by the amount of money you spent on them. It just takes a long time, depending on what the item is. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree. Um, I just, it would just drive me nuts to, like, only have, like, specific volumes out of the series. And then, um, I did this purely for fun, which is going to contrast everything we just said about my philosophy for buying physical manga. But I got a uh, volume 80 of One Piece on a whim, just because it was, like, uh, pretty cheap. I was like, okay, I don't know why this random volume out of uh, One Piece's 100 is the one that's, like, the most on sale, but fuck it. And I got uh, volume 80, which is the very end of the Dressrosa arc, and um, I read it. Like, I actually read all these manga last night, just because, for like, obviously I'm gonna have fun with it. You know, I read it. Oda is such a generous motherfucker. Literally, this thing is so dense compared to JJK. JJK volumes have, like, maybe seven to nine chapters per volume, but Oda's is, like, ten. And they're, like, 17, 18 page long chapters. So this thing is just fucking dense and the paneling. Oh my God. I I know, I know, I know. It's like, you you prefer the art or the writing? And I'm like, 
it's it's a, it's a nice combination of both. Like it's mm. just I appreciate like that it like One Piece volumes miraculously still feel like 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 the story's progressing. Hold on, how many arcs has taken place since Dressrosa? Oh my god, uh, about five or six. Okay. And how many, you know how many volumes he has out? Like, 100 plus? Oh, he has exactly, as of this moment right now, 98 volumes released. Volume 100 is releasing, I think, this summer. Okay, that's pretty interesting. Uh, as for my own personal updates, things going on with me, I only really have one, and it's more of like a possibility than a definitive thing. Um, but recently, I've been looking into getting, like, a camera so I could, like, you know, Ooh, do face yes. cam stuff. I think... Tell me, tell me. I could get relatively creative with things that i could do with that like i feel like there's some some funny or just cool ideas that i could implement um like not to get too specific or anything but i just feel like there are certain things that you can't necessarily do when it's just like a b-roll filled like voiceover type video um that you can do with broken run and reactions um i don't know about that i mean maybe for like streaming and stuff like that it'll be useful but i'll Outside of that, I'm just thinking... The, oh, you want to stream? Um, I would like to stream. In fact, I would stream if the times I was available weren't very, like, weird for people. So, like, usually when I'm, like, open to, like, stream without any, like, um, really consequences or just stream freely, it's, like, in the middle of the day, which is, like, horrible time to stream. So I've kind of shied away from it just because, like, my schedule is somewhat inverse of most other people's. Um... So it'd just be like not many people can show up things like that so um but yeah i mean event i mean streaming is something i think would be cool i don't know i don't necessarily have like definitive plans for it anytime soon or anything but i think having a camera would would lend to that but i was more talking about just like videos and stuff like that and seeing some like uh youtubers shout out johnny star homie of mine i've been seeing some mm -hmm. of his videos i really like his implementation of a face cam so i've just been kind of like mulling the idea over you know considering if you will um, but that's that's about it for for me. Respect, respect. Is there a particular uh, big YouTuber, like style wise, that you think has nailed it? Honestly, I don't. I mean, I guess H Bomber guy would probably be pretty close. I mean, he's he's primarily voiceover, no? Yeah, for sure. But I don't, but I wouldn't necessarily be a primarily like on camera person either. I would just use it to like kind of spice up certain things of the video in ways that I I might not be able to with just uh, voiceover. So he's kind of like a, a somewhat like loose example of what I would be going for, if you will. Outside of that, not really. It'd be a lot of like me trying to figure it out on my own. We'll see though, it's not a 100% sure thing. Been considering it for a few days now though, looking into like cameras and stuff like that. And I'll probably make like a more official like yay or nay update in upcoming week. So you guys can stay tuned for that later. But um, as of right now, it's just something I'm considering, thinking about mulling over, you know. Stuff like that curious what prompted it mm, nothing really just kind of a whim just like a i was like damn could i i could probably like i thought of something as again like, yeah, can i i could probably pull that off if i like recorded myself or like it would be it'd be like a little bit not different eh, different i think is the right word um it's like an it could be another differentiator between me and a lot of other uh any tubers that i think could be like pretty creative and fun no particular catalyst for it i was just like yeah i mean like let me just mull over the idea that's also a good write-off right off uh tax wise yeah. no fucking way you're already at that level hold on hold on hold on 
I'm sorry. Excuse me. Can you please elaborate? Like when you say write off, are you speaking like literally on like a, a 1099 form when you do your taxes in April? Yeah, I mean like a, this is a business expense write off. So what, dude? No fucking way. You're you're on that level already. What you mean? What do you mean on that level? Well, I mean, I just feel like no, no like you're you're you do that thing that YouTubers do when they get oh, when YouTube is like yeah. their main profession and they're like their own LLC, etc. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, what? I how have you never told me this? Well, I. I, I am shocked right now. I didn't think it was necessarily something that like was not necessarily not worth mentioning, but it was just not something I considered like talking worthy. I just thought, hey, I especially if it's like a like, mm, let me not say that, <laughs> but I will say this, like for like business expenses for like new mics and things like that. I've been like, yeah, that's a nice write off. That's a nice like I don't have to pay taxes on that money. So that's pretty cool. That dude, this is some wild. You are blowing my mind right now. I just want you to know that. I mean, fair enough. I have a billion fucking questions. Okay, shoot. Okay, one, like, how long have you been a uh, LLC? And two, actually, this is almost as important. Is it called like Broken Ronin Incorporated? Like, what what is your official business name? Yeah, it's Broken Ronin Incorporated, and. I made it, when did I make it? Probably when I started the channel. I don't know the exact, like, I probably made it a little bit into the the process or whatever. But as soon as I got monetized, which was relatively quickly, I was just like, yeah, th this might be important to have in the back pocket. But yeah, I mean, I'm surprised, like, you're, uh, I, I guess I'm surprised that you're surprised. Because I just thought it was like, a, it kind of was like, once you, once you kind of are buying things for your channel, it makes sense to, like, get some benefit from it, you know? I... Well, in my defense, man, <laughs> I didn't really like. I, I, sorry again. I am fucking flabbergasted. You, you really have me kind of checkmated here. Okay, okay. At what point are you just like, okay, this is my uh, occupation or whatever? Because it's like most YouTube channels are still like fucking passion projects or something. I don't know. I mean, this is what I do. This is how I make money, right? So I just thought like that's what i would consider it personally like if this is what i do and this is like the main source of income what else would it be besides like my quote-unquote career or job or whatever uh, that's the way i look at it and i'm i'm currently knock on wood in a position where i can do that um so you know might as well take advantage of the perks of that have you i guess by what Taking advantage, like Have written you... stuff off before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, whenever I buy something for YouTube, I write, I write it off. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Have you ever written off so much that you've technically reported a loss? No, I haven't done that because because that's super risky. Yeah. Well, one, that's risky, and then two, I'm not spending. I'm not spending enough money to like. There's not anything I even need that would require me to do that. Like, I even if I wanted to write off everything that I bought for YouTube. Yeah, I don't buy enough stuff for YouTube to like even get to that amount. If that makes sense. Curious why um your first instinct is a camera, and not like a new PC. Well, the PC hasn't really been an issue uh, recently because I got some um, sticks of RAM. Like I let you know, right, that I was I was like I was I was like functioning on like eight gigs of RAM or whatever. Um, yes, still still amazing that you did anything with that much. But go on. Yeah. So right now, I think I'm at. With the six of RAM I got, I think I'm at like 32 gigs. So my computer's really, Yo, my computer's really nice. been fine. Like ignoring a minor hiccup or two, which is whatever. I think my computer has been like pretty good. There was like this really weird um, spot for all those that don't know. I don't know if we've ever said this on the podcast, but there was this really weird time where like my computer was just like, just breaking down and just like unable to really uh, edit videos and things like that. 
Um, yeah, so I, it was determined to not let you do any work. Exactly. And it was just a it was just a pain in the ass. It was very like hard to get work done and stuff like that. So I was considering getting a new PC, but one, I'm pretty sure PC parts are just like or just like PCs in general are kind of like in an inflated um like state right now. Like they're much more expensive mm-hmm. than they would be normally. Um which is kind this of is the truth. Like a barrier to entry. And then two if I, I, I tried the 6 of RAM just because it's a much cheaper alternative. If it works, it works, and it helps. If it doesn't, whatever. And it did work, and it helped. So while I will, like, it's definitely something I need to get in the future, it's something I definitely was able to push off quite a bit um, with a relatively simple and inexpensive thing. You really broke my fucking ankles right here. Uh, How's the... Fuck. <laughs> your how do you <laughs> your astonishment at this is very like so I'm I'm put like this the reason it's kind of like necessary is because like if I don't taxes are like I mean taxes are already bad right like everybody nobody really likes taxes something some something to that effect I think anyways ignoring the the business decisions of mine um, yeah wow we got hella sidetracked there for honestly only an interesting conversation for for youtubers um i i don't even know how much of that fucking sequence i'm, I'm gonna leave in yeah because it's pretty dull like to, to the outside perspective right you just get this is an anime podcast and we're out here talking about taxes mm-hmm. yep very uh very off brand but speaking of that do you want to get into the chapters? You want to start talking about those? Yeah, my hero one. Okay. Solid. It was pretty good. It was mostly just fighting, from what I remember. Really, yeah. just Bakugo, Miriko, and a bunch of other people yeah. trying to like deal with Shigaraki. We're we're really just getting a lot of a uh, context as to like yeah. why Shigaraki just, isn't gonna bully them now. Yeah, honestly, I'm just excited what Horikoshi's been doing with Monoma. Yeah. Like I don't know, he's just like Monoma's honestly been the MVP so far. Three chapters in, you know, with all the quirks he's he's just cycling through. Mm-hmm. Like he, it is literally impossible for them to win without him, and I just think that's super. Some people have been saying though, Monoma being like so much of a focus, kind of like a death flag what do you think about that i would say he's already done what he needs to do so even if he does die it'll be just emotionally impactful enough but not devastating okay i think i think that him along with aizua are kind of like on the chopping block at least in this particular encounter because shigaraki's like shigaraki's like i used to think you were so cool eraser head kind of like yeah i'm like dude um if he just makes a beeline for him oh no please don't actually um, I mean, I already kind of said last episode, bro. I just think Aizawa's on his way out of life. That'd be very sad. That one, that'd be one of the more impactful uh, deaths in the series, in my opinion, because Aizawa's super cool, and I think he's been like super integral to uh, the plot and the characters, like mainly like uh, Class One A. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I can only imagine if like Midnight's um, death like affected them. I mean, well, supposedly affected them a lot. Uh, how much someone like Aizawa dying could do? I wonder, honestly, though. This has me wondering, mm-hmm. like, uh, because of how much of a threat Shigaraki is, I honestly am wondering, like, how Horikoshi is going to go from, like, we're dealing with the strongest, most powerful villain of, like, basically ever. <laughs> and then he's gonna... It really depends on how much damage uh, Stars and Stripes did to his body. Well, I was going to say, how is he going to transition, like, in terms of, like, keeping the stakes high and, like, keeping it, us interested... How is he going to go from that to, like, versus Toga or versus, like, Dobby? Which are still cool fights in their own right. But, like, in terms of just, like, what's at stake, I feel like 
a lack in comparison to Shigaraki. I mean, honestly, if I was to guess, just like a very quick inference upon my reading, it seems like they're going to do that thing where they just kind of go through all the mini bosses while somebody else holds off the main boss until like the main hero gets there. And then it'll be like a final battle with like five characters. Gotcha. That's very possible. Um, I am interested in seeing like my guess. Well, there's a couple ways it can go down. He could go um, and like like show Mirko possibly getting folded, which I'm not sure I'm ready to see again. <laughs> I like Mirko. I don't want to see her get folded again by Shigaraki. Or he might change perspectives to where like we see Deku and Uraraka versus Toga, or like um, Todoroki versus Dobby. Either way, I'm kind of here for it. The chapter is overall pretty good. Nothing like crazy, but I think it was a is like a like a fun chapter. Okay, so quick question for you: What would you what would you rate this chapter? Eight out of ten, seven point five. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's pretty fair. You know, honestly, I've been having this problem uh, with this week's chapters. Mm -hmm. They haven't been bad, but like they've just been straight action, and not for nothing. But like on a binge read, that's fucking cool. Mm -hmm. On a weekly read. It's fucking depressing. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I feel that with MHA chapter, but the I feel like I really uh enjoyed JJK's. I was uh yeah, I was pretty gassed. Cause yeah, let's talk about JJK's for a bit now. Cause JJK's fights are they're not quiet. <laughs> yeah, like they're quiet for like three four pages, but then you know the characters in our monologues, the narrations, they really go a long way into like adding to the story. Mm -hmm. Um, in a way that I think. My heroes, my hero academia's fights don't really do. Yeah, my hero academia's fights are more strategy based or like more. They're so technical. It, it's very much like a okay. Or actually, sorry, they're either super technical or they're super fucking basic. Like I just need a punch harder. Yeah, is like Deku's main like backup plan if his main like brainy ten thousand IQ plan doesn't fucking pan out. <laughs> just just punch funny. him harder. That's funny, but yeah, uh, dude. This JJK fight was crazy for, like, multiple reasons. I, I said this on Twitter, but Ishigori, like, by far exceeded my expectations for him. Mm -hmm. I thought Yuta was going to go one by one and take out these characters in one chapter each. I was not expecting him and Ishigori to clash and then Yuta to get flung away. That was wild. Yeah. Nah, that Honestly, I did not think that, like... It was going to be that fucking brutal. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were going back and forth to an almost like... It's like, Yuta, like, Yuta's like saying he's like, damn, like his, his explosive cursed energy is so powerful that like if I don't defend myself properly, even I will take damage. I'm like, dude, that's, that's wild. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. Oh, nah. I'm like, yo, Yuta, I didn't know the, like you could take damage. Yeah, I'm like, bro, what you doing? What's happening here? And then what makes it even crazier is that like... Ishigori, during this fight, seems to not even be satisfied with the power he, like, Yuta's been showing. So it's not even like Yuta is, like, just being relative but somewhat weaker. It seems like Ishigori is kind of just putting the hands on Yuta, right? Yuta gets his hand, like, he gets, I'm pretty sure he gets, like, two of his fingers ripped off of his hand. Like, he's just going through it, man. Hero comes in with a thin ice missile, blasts him. Yeah, Ananda. Uh, yeah. Yuta's, Yuta got, like... When I was reading this, like, my initial reaction is like, wow, Yuta's getting put in a pack. Like, he's not... Yes. He is not handling like, this well at all. Dude, honestly, not not only was Yuta not uh, able to handle it as well, but the fact that, like, he was on the ropes at yeah. some point, I'm like, yo, 
how the fuck are they gonna get like Kenjaku and Sukuna if the time comes? Exactly, that's what I'm thinking. It's like, dude, maybe. I mean, like, maybe it's just these guys are that strong, which is very, it's very likely considering like Yuta's being hyped up narratively to be like the second coming of Gojo or whatever, but to a lesser degree, uh-huh. blah blah blah. So yeah. it's just possible that like Ishigori and like Uro are that powerful, especially when you consider that they're old school sorcerers. It isn't like unlikely that these characters would just put to shame 99% of the verse, right? But it is just crazy to see, like, Yuta, he's just, <laughs> they're, like, they're not even really taking him seriously, right? Uro hasn't taken any damage. Um, Ishigori got hit with his own granite blast and took less damage than Yuta did. Like, you, he, he, I mean, I'm glad he, I'm glad he pulled out Rika, because it was not looking good for him. Yeah, honestly, I can't wait to see what Rika does, and... I want to touch on one thing, which is, uh, what's his name again? Ish- Ishin? Whoa, who? Uh, the, the fucking guy. Pompadour guy? Ishigori? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Ish- Ishigori. Ishigori's motivations are some, like, they're, they're funny. It reminds me of Hikari a lot. Um, Not only, they remind, he reminded me of All for One. Why is that? Because when you, remember how I said, um, all for one is just like hungry. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like the really short version. It's based off of this oceans video, which I, I again recommend, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like you're because you're just so unsatisfied, like literally physically unsatisfied that you just kind of go crazy. Yeah. I mean, I get what you mean, but I think they're like, I don't know. I feel like they're portrayed quite a bit differently. Oh, 100%. Like this, like, you know, it's very nicely, but like, fuck, what's his name again? Damn Ishigori. it. Ishigori is a lot more chill. Mm-hmm. like attitude wise uh but he's still very like with it when it comes to actual fights yeah um he seems to be like so the way i look at it is like he's just um it re- it really reminds me of hikari's like fever because his like dissatisfaction mm-hmm. with like regular people and like uh, things of that nature i think is um it's pretty telling of his character um i think the fact that like that before this he lived like a normal life is also pretty pretty wild i'm pretty sure that's what he says right like he's like i lived and like died like pretty normal he's like i was satisfied but he's like but my life had no dessert or whatever right like he didn't he wasn't able to to fill that uh that insatiable void um which i think is an interesting thing like i feel like we 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 could learn quite a bit about him even without an in-depth backstory uh like just this chapter did a pretty good job of characterizing him. And I I mean, it made me pretty interesting, uh, not pretty interesting. It made me pretty interested in seeing um, you to continue to fight them. To me, I don't know, maybe, maybe Akutami isn't the right one to think that this is going to happen. But to me, it seems like these guys are getting enough portrayal to where they won't die. At least one of them. Maybe. I'd imagine. I mean, but, no, I, I sorry. I, um, I disagree for one simple thing. And that's, we've seen how much character development um, Gege gives to characters who are going to still be alive or in some way relevant later, especially in the Cullen games with Higuruma. Mm-hmm. Like, he got his own chapter. He got his, like, a second chapter, essentially, during the fight. Like, he was, and by the way, stellar fucking intro for a character. Yeah. I, I still can't get over how well that, like, how well he did that shit. Because that was, like, within the span of four chapters, you understood everything about this guy you understood how his ability worked. Like, you just liked him. Like, he was a fucking A-tier character in the span of four chapters. I don't know how the fuck Gage executed some... That, that was some witchcraft, is what, I, is uh, what that, that was. That was extremely impressive, because, like, even his introduction chapter that had nothing to do with fighting 
was yes. just like I was like, dude, that's a that's a like very well put together like in a battle shown into have a chapter where no fights are happening and and not even just no fights but you're not even developing the plot you just have a character centric <laughs> chapter and that's a banger yeah you're you're wild <laughs> you're you're crazy for real um and it, like honestly dude I, I just think it's, it's like so fucking cool yeah and the fact that, like, also, uh, when it comes to the uh, fight with Reggie and Megami, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I don't think Reggie got as much development as Higuruma, but, like, also, Reggie fucking died. Yeah, you I, know? I agree. So it wasn't necessary to give him any. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's going to be the case with these two, because, um, obviously, the other, the old man and the cockroach, they weren't going to get their fucking spotlight moment, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. maybe the cockroach with his, like, mini fight with Yuta, mm-hmm. but, like, in retrospect... The cockroach is and the old guy were just fucking fodder compared yeah. to these two, which makes me think, how the fuck were they in a four-way stun lock? <laughs> you um, know? Yeah, I'm guessing because these two seem to be way stronger well, than the other. Here's two. the thing: Do you think these two have reverse curse technique? I don't think they've been hurt enough. Yeah, because if they if if they if you just say they don't, and it makes a lot of sense. At least that cockroach is able to, because cockroach can um, if, it's a cursed spirit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if he hits you once, right? then you're kind of, like, the only reason Yuta did not die is because he could heal from getting, like, ripped apart from the inside by insects, right? Yeah. If, if you just say that, or if you if you just believe that, like, none of the other, um, like, people had, had uh, you know, reverse curse technique, then it makes a lot of sense as to why they'd be somewhat wary of him. Um, and then Druve or whatever, the old guy, um, I'm pretty sure what they said is just that, like, um, like his, like he has a bad pairing for both of them. Like his his technique is just like a bad match, but I'm not sure. Sorry, like, dude, uh, I'm just thinking right now mm-hmm. about like how the rest of this fight's gonna go, and I'm just kind of mentally comparing it to uh, the last couple chapters. Yeah. So, what's the Sky Lady's name? Uro. Uro. Yeah. Okay. First of all, I am loving this fucking character design. Yep. Like Uro's like because I dude, I can't wait to see Uro's character design animated because you know it's gonna be like fucking pretty mm-hmm. and fucking trippy. Yeah. I'm honestly like this this chapter seems like one of those chapters where like the anime is gonna pop off with it. Like the uh-huh. the, the electric clash you see uh Yuta um I with Ishigori and then they're just gonna like Yuta going flying like that shit seems like it'd be so cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not excited to see the cockroaches moving and being animated and, you know, with sound effects. Not at the top of my t- to, uh, wish list. Yeah. Dude, Uro, Uro, Uro calling, um, Ishigori a dickhead and then throwing his own attack back at him was hilarious. That- Yes. That- And the fact that Viz showed it, like, in the official translations it was that too, that was- that was hilarious. What's even funnier to me is the fact that, like, she was just off-handled last chapter and she just entered back in during their fight. Yeah. And- I, I don't even know if these guys are on the same side or if they just, like, happen to both want to fight Akatsu at the same time. No, it's just, I, what I what I see it as is, well, the reason I say they're not on the same side is, like, Ishigori calls her a disgusting woman before getting hit with his own attack. Um, like, I think she just take, she's just uh, kind of an opportunist. And the, she probably doesn't like Yuta either because she thinks that he's, like, of, like, I can't remember the clan's name, but, like, one of the, is it one of the Fujiwara or something? I don't know think uh yeah one of the fujiwara that's what uh, she thinks he's a descendant of and apparently 
she has she has some history. Now that's part of the reason I think at least she's gonna survive because I feel like why hint at like um like Uro having a history with the Fujiwara clan and like have that dynamic with Yuta if it's not going to be explored. Not only that, but like what is her fucking problem? Yeah. <laughs> like straight up. Like well, you remember uh not this yeah. chapter, it was last chapter. Yuta was like, so you get no dick? Like, like <laughs> straight up. Basically basically Yuta was like, dude, you have no friends or like loved ones to fight for. You're just doing this for yourself. Like that's lame. That's whack. Um and then she Bro, like, if it was Yeah, no, that's I'd I'd cry. If for real if Uro was a guy, Yuta would literally do the no bitches thing on him. Like <laughs> And Yuta's like the thing is Yuta's like genuinely confused about the fact that, that Uro has just nobody. And she's like her inner monologue, she's like, Yeah, yeah, he's close to setting me off. And I'm like, you know what? I, I can relate to that because if, if Yuta pulled up on me and was like, no bitches, I'd be like, nah, bro. I'm not sure if I can beat you, but like, I have to. Like, that might honor it on the line, bro. I, you have to die for that. Um, it's like, and then, no, dude, it would be like this. Oh, no bitches? And you're like, uh, 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 not, not recently. <laughs> and then he'd be like, oh, maybe you should get some bitches. That'll calm you down. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, may maybe you should, instead of focus on getting points, maybe you should, you know, get some bitches. I'll be like, oh, my God, bro. Nah, I'd be devastated. <laughs> I, I would just warp out of there, and I'd just, I'd just leave. <laughs> she looks so fucking confused in this panel, dude. Because <laughs> she's just like, how, almost like astonished that in the midst yeah. <laughs> of a straight fight but yeah that's so i think that dynamic of like her mistaking uh yuta of being a descendant of a clan he isn't combined with the fact that like she very apparently doesn't like that clan is probably going to be even if she doesn't last uh very long Wait, no I he, isn't he part of that clan no um yuta's part of um yuta's a descendant of michi zane whatever oh uh, okay it's uh one of he was a descendant of like one of the big three vengeful cursed spirits i think i'm pretty sure like who yuta is a descendant of is actually like in the opposing force to to the fujiwara clan but that's just me like pulling off of like the the stuff i've like vaguely seen off the top of my head which might be why she saw some sort of familiarity um probably because of the clans like very close or not not in a good way but they're very close relations with each other that being said i got a question for you two questions really all right one, uh -huh. who do you think of of the two? Who do you think is stronger, Ishigori or Uro, and Uro? Or and then the second one is kind of a follow up, which kind of stems off of it. But like, who do you think is going to die first? Okay, so obviously, I think uh, Ichigoro is going to be stronger because he just has not been sweating Yuta. Okay. You know what I mean? Like he's just been spamming his cursed energy, going mano a mano with him physically. Mm -hmm. So you know his boost, like his physical boost, boost stats are going to be fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. And I had this thought, and I want to know if you did real quick, but when you saw him going like straight hands with Yuta and like actually hurting him, did you also think, man, Yuji would have been dead so many times yep. by now? I, I literally, it's funny, Um, I was having a conversation with my friend earlier, like, he would have, this guy would have one-shot Yuji. He would have, like, he would have obliterated him. So, like, you know, at With first, Cursed Energy Enhancement. With Cursed he, Energy like, Enhancement. If, amazing. If Yuji had sat there and built up all the Cursed Energy he had in his <laughs> chest, Ishigori would have one-shotted him. And that's so wild because, like, this is the same Yuji who is... Ah, dude, it just... It, 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 I love the way that Akutami doesn't have to directly, like, state, hey, this character is this level. He's just able to, like, 
very clearly go, this character is stronger than this character, and then that character is getting beat up. So what do you, like, you know, draw your own conclusion from that. I feel like it's, it's such a, like, straightforward logic that we're able to understand that the stakes in this colony in particular put the stakes Yuji and Megumi were going through to shame. Like, if Megumi popped up, or Yuji popped up here, dude, ugh. Oh my Dude, I'm God. so excited that we're getting more of these old sorcerers, um, especially with Yuta, especially with Yuta, because Yuta is like kind of my unofficial uh, power scale for certain characters above um, like special, uh, not special grade, uh, great grade one. So here's the thing, right? If Yuta struggles with somebody, they at minimum have to be low special grade at the very bare minimum, right? Sure. If they're if they're able to hurt or even put Yuta's life in a position where he's even sort of running low on cursed energy, then they have to be mid-special grade, right? Mm -hmm. If they are in a position for him to need to whip out Rika, they're high special. I think that's a relatively fair thing. Um, also, when you consider the fact that Yuta has been spamming um, reverse curse technique from, like, every hit, Uro, um, Ishigori, and um, the Cockroach curse, he's just been mm -hmm. spamming reverse curse technique. The fact that he's mm -hmm. been doing, like, they've been forcing him to spam this very cursed energy intensive thing is kind of crazy. Yeah, after fighting with him for, like, such an aggressive amount of time, when yeah. you really get down to it. And I'm curious how much uh, Rika herself kind of eats away at his stamina. Yeah, I, uh, there's somebody, I honestly feel like Rika is probably going to be more, like, um, more in the tank rather than that. I don't know. It really depends, because, like, in Volume 0, Rika is portrayed to be sort of the source of um his cursed energy right like without going into spoilers or anything she's kind of portrayed to be like the the vessel in which youtube draws his power right um so depending on how rika and yuta's dynamic has changed it's very possible that like her cursed energy like or, or that like yuta's been fighting even like with even less power than we thought because that you know at first it's kind of been portrayed you know he just has cursed energy enhancements and he has like all of his cursed energy but if rika's like holding like, a, a container for a lot of his power, you know, that would be very scary. I'm, I'm excited. That's all. I, that's really all I can say, because, like, that last panel, I'll say this, one thing real quick. Mm -hmm. I, I want to get back to the question I asked you, but first, that panel, like, I don't think Akutami has missed once with making Yuta seem intimidating. I don't know. What do you mean? So, in basically every chapter, Yuta, at least, at least from what I, I can remember, has at least one panel that, that just kind of, like, gives me chills. Like, every panel, not every panel, every chapter Yuta's really been the focus of, he seems to just be, like, overwhelmingly like you you just can't help but feel confident in him and it's kind of crazy that that he's able to replicate this feeling because yuta is in a very bad spot right now apparently he's low on curse energy he's had to spam reverse curse technique he's still attempting to like keep civilians safe from like ishigori and uro and and up to this point he's been holding back rika right like he's in a very like bad position in like a straight up confrontation but i still haven't really doubted like that final page just like completely reassured me that Yuta has this in the bag, which I think is is a very impressive thing to do when you consider this entire chapter has been showing Yuta's very real limitations as a fighter. You're gonna get mad at me. I'm gonna bring up an old argument now that we have a bit more context to. We, this is the first time I think you just said this. This is the first time we've seen Yuta like try, mm -hmm. you know, post JJK zero, right? Yeah. Now that we have some context for roughly how strong special grade curse user is from the Hanan era, uh, based off of Utah as a power scale, being a modern day special grade sorcerer, mm -hmm. 
it makes me think there is even less of an argument for him to ever win against Sukuna. Uh, full power Sukuna, sure. Current Sukuna at 15 fingers, even. Current finger at 15 fingers doesn't scale anywhere to, like, Heian period sorcerers. He doesn't do anything to them. Ooh, okay, okay. I knew you were going to say this shit. Okay, back it up. What do you mean, back it up? We know that he... I want to I, I wanna know your line of thinking. Sure. When he existed in the Heian period, he was complete, right? When he's, like, split into 20 fingers, he's no longer a fighter, right? So what I'm saying is, Sukuna's only dominant in the Heian period when he's at his full power. When he has 15 fingers, right, he has no scaling. He doesn't... No, no, no. but... What's up? You forget, like, su modern Sukuna's power is growing, so, like, far beyond what he was in his Hanan era. Because the whole point of Yuji as, like, the perfect vessel over the course of a thousand years was that his fingers have slowly been gaining their powers, like, have been increasing their powers. And when uh, Yuji ate one, it started to, like, really fucking explode. So, 15-finger Sukuna now, my argument is stronger than 20 finger sukuna in his prime and the and when uh yuji eventually be, uh, eats the remaining five fingers and becomes modern day 20 finger sukuna that guy's gonna be stronger than gojo possible but there's no reason to say that the increase is sizable enough to gap five fingers of strength so it's just I, okay. it's just sukuna vaguely is getting stronger and his fingers are resonating we have no frame of reference we don't even know if yes, we increase do. Is yes we do yes we do here's we actually do have a frame of reference. The frame of reference is the first finger bearer curse and the second finger bearer curse. That's roughly like okay, the sure. uh, what, jump what, in power. What sizable difference can we scale is is between the two? They don't scale to each other. They have no direct line of like, oh, this character does this versus them, but then they're not able to, right? They have no, like, I get what you mean. We know that one is vaguely stronger, right? But like uh -huh. that doesn't that that's what I'm harping on, right? We know that there is a strength increase, but the strength incre increase is so vague that like it does you can't really make a solid argument for him being able to gap like five fingers of strength. You can honestly you can't even make a good argument for him being able to gap like a finger, right? Because we know that like when it comes to Sukuna, one finger um, can be the difference between like actual Sukuna and Yuji's body being able to like <laughs> casually shit um a, a special grade who literally only has one less finger right sukuna mm -hmm. does not struggle he does not get tagged whatever right but that one mm -hmm. finger difference makes sukuna so much more powerful um that like he even doubts the validity of them even being within the same grade tier right so i just think yes i just think the the response i would have is just sure it gets vaguely stronger, but there's no reason to like. There's no there's no argument that you have for it even growing a finger in strength. Well, it's not just a finger that's remaining. No, what I'm saying is there's no argument for Sukuna's like um, power resonating and growing, even is a, a sizable increase in like, like. So what I'm saying is this, right? Fifteen hmm. finger Sukuna scales nowhere, right? At least in comparison to Hayan period sorcerer so far, right? If okay. your response is he's been getting stronger. My response is, you don't know how much, and you can't say it's a sizable increase because there's no reason to say it is. You can say, hey, he's increasing daily or whatever. That increase can be minuscule, it could be ginormous, we have no frame of reference. So assuming either one is just kind of like, it's kind of a moot point. It's just he is getting stronger vaguely. Nice. So we know that, like, he's, you know, he's vaguely getting stronger. That's cool. But we already know from Jogo that, like, I mean, we know from several frames of reference, honestly, that, like, even a few fingers 
act as a very sizable increase to Sukuna's true power. So it's not even it's not even like we know like okay, yeah, five fingers isn't that much. He wouldn't get that much stronger. No, we know that like a finger difference is the difference between you getting like you being on even ground or you just getting obliterated. So I just don't think Well, okay. So going back to the I I'm not saying I agree. I'm just saying if we were to take your premise at face value, mm -hmm. it doesn't change the gap between Sukuna and like most other characters who are not Gojo. Because we haven't seen Sukuna try. Like I the mean... closest we've ever come is with Maharaga, right? But when you like look at that, when you actually read the fight, Sukuna is having the time of his fucking life. You know what I mean? Like he is purely in it for the sake of like trying to figure this thing out for the fun of it, okay. right? Like. So let's, it's, let's, I agree with you. It's, let's use that argument then. Why can you, yeah. why can you then say you to, like, why can you use that for Sukuna, but you're not willing to give that, like, charitable argument to you to somebody who literally is holding back his most powerful ability so far? I'll tell you why. Because Sukuna, even at his most bare bones, refuses to take damage. Take damage from no matter opponents, opponents that don't necessarily scale, sure. No, no, period. Because uh, from the first time he uh, he was unlocked, like, the exception was the only time he ever did take damage was when he first got resurrected and the first guy he met was Gojo. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> right, what, that's, what I'm saying We'll is... call that the exception. But, like, the finger bearer afterwards, no damage. Uh, Jogo, no damage. He literally said, if it hit, you know, in regards to uh, Jogo's big meteor attack. Sure. So it means he dodged it. With Megumi, he dodged every single thing Megumi was throwing at him. The only injuries he, he had were on Yuji's body that he inflicted, right? And the entire time, he was dodging Megumi. Eat like Megumi, you know what I mean? Yeah, and Megumi's you can argue, then, <laughs> yeah, but you can also argue maybe that like initial strike from Maharaga that he instantly healed, by the way. But after that, he didn't take any more damage. Okay, so what's the point of that? He doesn't take damage from like the the, the argument. No, no, the, the my point, the argument I'm trying to make is that for him, damage taking is optional. Ninety-five percent of the time, he's in conflicts. I, meaning I he either has the for Yuta. no, because even like Yuta was like Loki. He was fighting for real, for real against uh uh. What damn it! I still remember the, the Ishigori, right? Sure. Like and the cockroach guy. Like if it was Sukuna, bro, you know the cockroach guy. Like his teeth would have been nowhere close to Sukuna's body. I mean, you can say that all you want, and that's fine. I don't necessarily disagree, but like. Once again, there's no scaling reason to say this is the case. And if we're talking about, like, okay, why why do you think this character scales above, right? What I'm saying is, right, mm. Sukuna, 15 fingered Tsukuna, like, only scaling is what he does versus Jogo and Maharaga. He doesn't scale to mm. 20 finger as far as we know, right? And it's log mm. it logically is consistent that he shouldn't, right? And if we know that's the case, there's not much to go off on besides, like, very, like, vague narrative stuff for Yuta, right? And if you're saying, okay... But we haven't seen Sukuna go all out, therefore we can't be like, oh, he's definitively this strong. I just counter by saying, you can make as many like arguments and excuses for Yuta or Sukuna as you want, but they're still both in a very similar position. They're soloing most of the verse, even while casual. However, when mm. fighting stronger characters, they have to pull out stronger abilities. Because whether or not you, you want to like admit it, Sukuna required domain expansion in order to beat Maharaga, right? Even though... He domainic like domain expansion was overkill. He needed that in order to get to the point where he could just use the flame arrow, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's not but... like Sukuna's like so Sukuna is casually taking him on, but he still brought out the pinnacle of sorcery in order to do so. True, but 
comparatively, like from Sukuna's perspective, a domain expansion means less to him than it would like an average sorcerer who can also do a domain expansion. Like, I'm pretty sure when it comes to uh, spamming domain expansions, just just the idea of repeating them multiple times a day, Gojo is like the gold standard, right? Mm -hmm. But I think Sukuna is definitely in the tier that's closer to him than he is a person who can only do like a one per day kind of kind of deal because he's never like fatigued from doing it, right? And it's it, it's almost implied that he doesn't even really like it's just another tool for him, not so much that like this is his ultimate move, but more like because he dude he uses it on a finger bearer curse. He did not need to do that shit. Sure, but like he he did it purely out of spite. And when you say this is the pinnacle of jujitsu, like Sukuna's domain expansion is literally the pinnacle of domain expansions, right? Sure. So the fact that like you have to imagine there is such a high activation activation cost for Sukuna, like cursed energy amount wise, to do his domain expansion. That like it would make sense that it would be, like take a lot out of him. But I, the fact I, that it doesn't, I doubt that is it, it has a higher activation cost, especially when you you count the fact that like he literally doesn't even use a barrier for it. Um, yeah, no, no, but but bringing it into raw reality is is considered to be more uh, intense. Um, why? It's better, but why is it like it's it's considered like a greater skill feat? But like, why does it require more energy? Because you're imprinting your reality on top of like the already existing reality instead of creating your own pocket dimension. That's what all domain expansions do. Like, no, no, no. no. But what you're doing is you're you're essentially creating a pocket dimension for your reality, right? Okay, he doesn't so, do that. Let me, so what I'm saying is, why do we think, or why do you think that imprinting his reality onto like or imprinting his innate do domain onto reality takes more energy. Because it's just a harder feat. It's more impressive, sure, but he's also literally not doing a, uh, something that, like, Mahito and, like, other um, particularly, like, skillful sorcerers consider a difficult thing to do, which is uh, make barrier techniques and, like, use them well. Like, Mahito can't do it well, Megami can't do it well, Gojo isn't even skilled enough to exclude people from his barrier, so, like, even for like very powerful and competent sorcerers, barrier techniques are something that is cumbersome to deal with. Now, I'm not saying like obviously Sukuna's uh, domains is like just outright stated to be better. But I'm saying like that's fine; it can be better. But why does it take more cursed energy? Reasonable assumption. Why? Like, why is that a reasonable assumption? Like, based on what? Like, what implications lead us to believe that like it costs more cursed energy? So the whole point of uh, domain expansions is how refined the domain is, right? Refinement implies that like you're able to make it to be as strong, as effective, and as deadly as possible. Because once you get past the always hit domains and you get into the territory of like always kill domains, you know, like th they even say like it's so much harder to like to make that jump. That's why most source modern sorcerers uh, can't do domain expansions, right? Mm -hmm. But if but refinement but with, but with refinement like, would go into Su the cursed energy cost though yeah no, no, I'm getting to it right but like when it comes to Sukuna's domain specifically it's just so deadly um by nature that it would need like a ridiculous amount of cursed energy to just exist yeah that's all domain expansions though right what I'm saying is like okay so let me put it like this right no no it's not no no it's no no all it's not because remember well, I'm the saying whole, all the, the all the domain expansions that like okay I, ignoring Higurumas right all the domain expansions we mm -hmm. see apply to the same rules that Sukunas does right and i'm and in the context of like the they always hit and they're like super the, the instant deadly or whatever however like the they like to say it or whatever right um mm. 
Mega Mies isn't like that because he can't use barrier techniques well, right? But you can argue mm-hmm. that Gojo's and Mahito's domains, as like from the technique perspective, literally are more deadly than Sukuna's is. Now, once again, want to clarify, not saying Sukuna's domain is worse, but that Gojo's technique is is has a higher chance of incapacitating someone than Sukuna's. Mahito's is somewhat arguable, I guess. But like, if, if it's the potency of the technique inside, then you would just argue that Gojo has the highest activation of Cursed Energy, right? But I'm just saying that the technique mm-hmm. doesn't seem to correlate. Like, there's no, there's no like inverse explanation as to why the deadliness of the technique correlates to the cost of Cursed Energy. It should correlate to the difficulty to use it, right? But I think difficulty isn't something limited to the cost of Cursed Energy. If it was, we would see that Megami would like literally pass out and vomit every time he does it, right? Which I think, mm-hmm. I think part of the efficacy of a domain is being able to use it with without like exhausting all of the energy reserves you have. As Megami shows, he's he's like more and more capable of doing. Mahito does the same thing, right? Um, Mahito's first domain, he literally has enough curse energy to turn himself into a big ball of fluff, then disappear. The next time he can he can use it, and then he can use it again within a ten day time span, and then after that. Mahito can use a domain expansion, get punched in the face by Black Flash, and then get and then evolve into a stronger curse spirit and still keep fighting, right? So it's not even like like not being incapacitated by domain expansion isn't even something like unique to Gojo and Sukuna. Mahito shows this capability at the end of Shibuya too. Point two domain expansion thing is a feat. It's like a separate category of feat. You know what I mean? Why? It's not meant to have the same level of um, damage. Because that, that was the whole point. The, no, the the level of damage. It's not about the level of damage. It's about the speed of activation. So Gojo yeah, still no. inflicts the. So like for Gojo and Mahito, they both still inflict the entirety of their ability. The reason Mahito uses point two is because he doesn't want Sukuna to kill him in response for for touching his soul, right? So he decides to like just like a light like a light switch, flick it on and off, and that's why Toto had to cut his arm off because if he didn't, he would have died. It's not like Toto just you know, wouldn't have faced the effects of the of the technique because it was a 0.2 second domain. I like the idea that Sukuna has like a unofficial time limit uh, in terms of like how long you can touch his soul for. And Mahito just miraculously knew that. He was like, all right, I'm going to be safe if it's 0.2 seconds. Sukuna isn't fast enough to react to that. Yeah. Why would he be? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's such a weird like little thing that I, that always amuses me every time I read it. It was also It's like, oh, I, 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 I assume I'm safe here, Sukuna. Yeah, it's also weird because Mahito got real bold. Not only yeah. did he say, like, I assume I'm safe here, he was like, he'll be dead before you can switch with him, so just shut up and watch. Like, you're acting real yeah. crazy for somebody that literally got cut in half last time you, you got you got a you got a little too close. With a flick of his wrist too. Yeah. Like he like he cut he did like in a single like hand wave motion, Sukuna inflicted more damage than Yuji and Nanami ever did on Mahito. Yeah, which is uh, you know, Mahito must have had supreme confidence in his abilities after uh after pulling that off because he not just the I assume I'm safe here, but the shut up and watch, <laughs> now that's wild. Yeah, bro I'm surprised Sukuna let that shit slide. Yeah. Maybe he was scared of Mahito, who knows? Got a yeah, little, he, got, ma- he got a little nervous of Mahito's power. Who knows? Mahito solos the verse. Yeah, confirmed. Anyways, the point I'm the point I'm making essentially, right, is like, mm. so I'm not even like a super gung ho Yuta over Sukuna scaler, whatever. Um, but I do mm. think there's like pretty solid narrative implications that like, from what Sukuna has shown versus what Yuta has shown, Yuta is stronger, and that's just if you if you just think Yuji. It's like a reliable narrator, 
Um, and that's really where a lot of the debate comes. But So when it all comes down to it, what I'm trying to argue here is that these sorcerers, by extension of how difficult they are for uh, Yuta, still don't fully stack up to Sukuna because he is able, still able, to contend with them in some form or fashion, albeit by spamming reverse curse technique. And yes, they are ganging up, ganging up on him. It just leads me to believe that, let's say, being at my most charitable to Yuta and most uncharitable to Sukuna, if he was to fight Sukuna 15 fingers right now head on, it would be the equivalent of fighting all four of them at their peak at the same time. So... I just don't know how that conclusion is really drawn. I just think it is based off of a lot of, like, unneeded assumptions for Sukuna's character. Because, like, if you say 20-finger Sukuna scales above anybody, any old sorcerer, sure, that makes sense. But we're not dealing with 20-finger Sukuna, right? We're talking about 15-finger. So it's it, it's a Sukuna that only really has scaling to Jogo, Maharaga, and, like, scales above a bunch of other characters, right? The only direct comparison okay. we have is Yuji saying, Yuta, you could probably beat him. That is the only like direct comparison we have every other comparison is like a bunch of headcanon because n neither of them fight the same people or they never fight they just never fight people of the same of the same level or never fight people that, that scale to each other i guess dude when the fuck are we gonna see sukuna pop out like i just want to see the fight with K kishimoto Kashimo. or something kashimo yeah can't fucking wait for that fight to never happen because Hikari's gonna beat her. When Kashimo, when, Ka when Kashimo blows Hikari's like right arm off, that's gonna be wild. Oh my god, dude! You know the whole point of finding Hikari in the first place was him being actively like really strong, and on top of that. Gojo himself was like, oh yeah, Yuta and Hakari are going to be sorcerers on par with me yeah. one day. And? Hakari was the other guy. Okay. Like, same so breath as Yuta. Do you going to get as strong as Gojo? Do you think Yuta's ever going to get to Gojo level? Be honest. Uh, I don't know. I asked you. What's your answer? Fuck no. Okay, so why are we taking, like, his statement of Hakari seriously then? Bruh, that's my opinion. What sure. about you? Um... Yeah, I think I think um, Megumi, Yuji, and Yuta all gonna surpass Gojo. All gonna surpass the Rama special grade. My opinion. I can't tell if you're fucking with nah, me or not. Especially Megumi though. Like he's who I really have a lot of my stocks. In. I want to hear the argument for this. Gojo has complete awareness of his own capabilities. Gojo has raised Megumi since he was like six and trained him, and he knows the okay. ins and out of his technique. So if Gojo is saying that okay. Megumi has the potential to surpass him, it should be true. And because he's mentioned that he has the potential to surpass him, I think it'd be a very strange writing choice to not capitalize on that potential. So at the bare minimum, right, it's pretty much undebatable that Megumi can surpass Gojo. The only thing you can like really have a debate on is like whether or not you think Akatami will show it by the end of the series. If you don't think he will, that's whatever. I, that's just like a whether or not you think he'll decide to. But it's almost undebatable that Go that like Megumi can surpass Gojo, right? That's not really up for like a like interpretation, right? The man himself who should completely understand both Megumi and his own limitations the most just says, "Hey, Yuji can surpass the almost special grade, right?" And then you have no less talent than Yuji. And because of that, you know, you should be able to surpass her on a special grade, which Gojo himself resides in. And then if on top of that, like, obviously he thinks Yuta and Hikari can pass him. No, getting into special grade is no. not the same as getting said, into Gojo. He said surpass the level of special he, grade. Uh, let me revise my question. Mm -hmm. Based off of no statements at all. Just, just going purely based off feats and reasonable speculation of progress. What do, what do like Yuta, Yuji, and Megumi on the level of Gojo even look like ability-wise? Because I've made my argument about like what I think Megumi's like peak uh, potential is to get on that level, and 
bro we have this i've told you my theory like a billion times the the level of like shit he would need to do to get to that level is is unreal and probably improbable of ever happening Uh, but assuming he can even do it we know how strong he would be but then the case for yuji and because i'm just gonna quickly give you my Mm. my take right for uh yuji it's just combining with sukuna and getting all of his curse techniques Like, that's the really basic version of that. And then we get to Yuta. And my thing with Yuta is, weirdly, I believe in him the least because he's already had a year plus uh, under his belt as a jiu-jitsu sorcerer. Yes, he's already, like, this crazy strong. But I think he's going to hit a ceiling with his growth in that if he doesn't copy something like the Limitless or, like, another OP fucking technique and also get a domain expansion, then I don't see how he's, like, getting to the level of Gojo because the way I define a Gojo level in JJK is literally, I do not struggle to win i go there and i will win i don't even think really gojo does that for the entire verse but oh he he most certainly does no because we've seen gojo struggle before like even you know post toji whatever we've seen him like be forced to not be able to like instantly take out no that's a special circumstance they had to plan around like him not instantly destroying all of them uh, remember, he was like, "Oh, you have to hold him off for like five minutes or like one minute." I forgot the exact well, amount were, of time. They were fighting, but him they were like minutes straight before Kenjaku shows up. Yeah, no, no, but the whole point was that they weren't fighting him for real because he couldn't. Like, he was fighting with like essentially two hands tied behind his back because of how populated Shibuya sure. was, and because honestly, it's not so much that their power was the problem; it's just they were really unrelenting and being villains. Sure, it, it was more about it was more about provoking him than than anything else. Like, it wasn't a fight because, like, dude. You even you can't debate the fact that like, t- like if they were to fight in like the countryside or something, and it was the same lineup, that fight would last three panels. Sure. Like, what do you, what do you want me to say to that? Like- you know, but like my, my the point I'm trying to say is, as far as the calling games are concerned, the combatants have like so much empty space, right? They don't have to worry about collateral damage for the most part, like excluding the whole uh, stadium full of people that Rika is protecting. But like. Yuta is able to kind of comfortably fight these opponents in a way that just Gojo isn't or wasn't able to in Shibuya with the train station. Okay, I mean... And the fact that he's still getting folded this much is a little alarming. I mean, Gojo has failed to kill people with... Like, I mean, Gojo, for example, used purple on Hanami, failed to kill him, right? In a wide open space, he wasn't encumbered, failed to kill Hanami, right? I'm not saying he couldn't have... I mean, it wasn't... He lacked the possibility to... But Hanami survived Gojo's strongest attack, right? Whatever you want to decide, like, whatever you want to think of that, take what you will. But Gojo has admitted himself that, like, he's failed to kill Hanami on, on two occasions, and he failed to kill Jogo on two occasions, right? Now, obviously, there are extenuating circumstances, but similar extenuating circumstances apply to Yuta, right? Such as not having his most powerful ability, being Rika. And attempting to hold back reverse curse technique in order to keep his opponents in the dark, uh, which made him take damage against uh, Kuru, whatever the fuck, Cockroach Curse, right? When he could have very easily killed it with the first um, Katana Slash if he just imbued it with positive curse energy, right? I mean, a lot of the things that's been happening to him are just kind of like self-inflicted, um, like a chain he's binding himself to uh, for the sake of like his own morality or like the sake of like his own ideals and stuff like that. And obviously those are self-inflicted or whatever but like saying oh yeah yuta's struggling is like yeah that's true um but i mean he's struggling with restrictions the same way gojo struggled with restrictions so all i'm saying is this right if the argument is like gojo level is just not struggling against anybody i don't know why it's like very hard to believe that yuta won't 
especially if you think that Megami has the possibility to, because Megami, like, Megami hasn't even shown any signs of plateauing yet, and he's been a sorcerer, or at least in sorcerer training, for, like, several times more, or several times longer than Yuta has, right? So if anything, if you wanted to make that argument, if you think Megami can still grow and, like, potentially get into that realm, then Yuta, like, definitely should, because he's done more with less. Maybe, but at the same time, I, I'm i not willing to disparage uh, the position that Yuta's in right now, right? The only beef I have is just simply that I haven't seen him live up to the whole second only to Gojo thing, and I want to, right? Like, I, I just want to see Yuta wash. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I just don't really, I don't see, like, how he's failed to do so, so far, um, because... Like, Gojo is not washing people when you ha- when you tie arms behind, like, you tie his hands behind his back or whatever. Like, for, like uh, obviously, being metaphorical here. But he couldn't wash Jogo and Hanami when he was forced to, like, fight against them with domain amplification, right? He couldn't kill Hanami, or didn't kill Hanami with purple. He didn't kill Jogo. Hanami was able to literally pull the wool over his eyes, escape with Jogo, and then run off before Gojo could do shit about it, right? Um, Gojo's just, like... Gojo has failed even in not bad situations on multiple occasions. And it's not like Gojo is infallible. He's very powerful and he's stronger than everybody else. But like, there are still very clear, distinct ways to make someone of Gojo's caliber fall and look not necessarily stupid, but make them look like they're not this like untouchable deity, which, you know, it's very possible to plan around Gojo. And I don't think it's really fair to say, oh, because you can plan around Yuta or with certain circumstances, Yuta isn't able to wash everybody. That he like no longer can hold the title or hold uh, like claim to being like a second sorcerer only to Gojo. I just think like Gojo has shown on several occasions, like almost once every arc he's really in that even though he is more powerful than anybody especially one-on-one he's not infallible right he gets sealed out of the fight with hanami initially when he does come in he mm-hmm. kills hanami um but fails to stop like mahito from like stealing fingers or whatever and like he, he that slips under his nose right then the next arc he's really prominent in is shibuya and he kills hanami sure but then after that he fails to kill jogo he doesn't even touch choso mahito doesn't really get any damage done to him or whatever and then gets put in a box bro i love that the way you're describing it makes uh gojo sound like the most ineffectual useless fucking sorcerer it's not like it's not that he's ineffectual but like what has he what has he done right like he he fodderizes people sure yuta fodderizes people too but when when you really apply that pressure to Gojo, who is he washing? My point is just that aside extenuating circumstances, they wouldn't have had a shot. Okay, you I don't what I mean? disagree. But what I'm saying is, for one, Gojo has been a sorcerer for like you could argue double the time Yuta has, right? And I think it's I and mm-hmm. Yuta literally has been a sorcerer for one year. Gojo has been a sorcerer for like I don't know, like a decade or something, being able to hone his powers, mm-hmm. like really like master his abilities, become the strongest, whatever, right? And then on top okay. of this. Yuta's in very similar extenuating, uh, like, uncomfortable circumstances, but the same charity is not being applied. It's like, oh, now all of a sudden, like, the thing is, Yuta's not even just fighting, like, people of this era. He's fighting people of a stronger era. Like, he's fighting people from, like, the golden age of Jujutsu sorcery and struggling. It's not like he's fighting, like, 
random schlubs and not able to do anything. He's fighting, like... But my, I guess my thesis comes down from the fact that I just think Sukuna and Gojo would be able to handle this relatively easier. I mean, go, if go, if you, yeah, if you get Gojo to, like, be willing to sacrifice or, like, ignore the civilians and things like that, or if you take away, like, have Gojo be at full power or whatever, sure, I think so. And if you have Sukuna be at full power, sure, I think so. They're washing. Um, and I think that's fine, but I don't think, like, even if we say, sure, Yuta is more like more like a top five contender rather than being like second only to Gojo. Even if we say that, that's completely fine. This Yuta, this inexperienced one year being a Jujutsu Sorcerer Yuta, would put the pause on like the the flashback Gojo, and we've seen that it literally takes like one yes, it I takes agree. one moment, right, one core fight in which you evolve to go from being kind of bummy, like in in the grand scheme of things, to becoming the strongest, right, like. Think about it like this. Keen Gojo, mm -hmm. Gojo pre-getting like his throat stabbed by Toji, would have gotten obliterated by Jogo. Jogo would have embarrassed that man, right? Yes. Post that, I agree. post that, he's putting Jogo on a t-shirt, right? So it's not like, so yes. it's not like, like, if Yuta has one fight where he's like really pushed to his limits, his creativity, his like, his cursed energy, everything is just pushed beyond imagination, right? Wait, you count? You count, like, all three of them as one big fight instead of, like, three mini ones? No, no, no. Uh, with no, Yuta. I don't think this is Yuta's Toji fight. I don't think this is that fight for him. Oh, I'm saying okay. if he has that, where, like, even with Rika out, even with everything, he still isn't able to win, and he's forced to evolve past that, right? That's the threshold that Yuta has to pass. If he can't, he'll die as a sorcerer that was very strong but not Gojo level. But if he can, right, if he can surpass that threshold, I think it... It's consistent within the the series to be able to grow like, like absurdly strong um, from that, right? Megami went from being like from Gojo saying like, "Yeah, dude, you're not shit." Nanami can like shit on you <laughs> if you don't if you don't get your act straight. To like, just oh yeah, let me learn how to use domain expansion real quick. Just from just from getting beat up by a finger bear, like I don't know if that like JJK characters along with just shonen characters in general just can evolve very quickly um and specifically the power system like allows for like mental amps to be just as important if not more important than physical ones so if yuta is forced to like evolve in a way similar to gojo i think it's 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 not even hard to believe or hard to imagine that he'd be able to surpass him because his starting like his base is so much higher than gojo's base was mm, i'll concede for that for future yuta I, in terms of current Yuta and, like, as the hierarchy stands at the moment, like, at this current moment in time, I still say Yuta has a little bit ways to go before getting to, like, you know, top three categories. But I think that's an experience thing, not a power thing for him, if that's any consolation. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I guess I don't necessarily disagree. Like, I, it kind of depends on what you think the, like, the second only to Gojo statement means. If you think it means all sorcerers ever, oh, like, fuck no. But, no, like, no. I think it just um, means current sorcerers. Because I count... Like, people alive. Yeah, and current registered yeah. sorcerers, too. Like, not even... Because, uh, like, a lot of people uh, forget that curse users refer to anybody who can use cursed energy that isn't an official jujitsu sorcerer and isn't a cursed spirit. So the jujitsu higher-ups don't count anybody who isn't, like, an official jujitsu sorcerer as, like, a person. Yeah, exactly. So I just think Yuta is, like, he doesn't hate... Like, he has no, like, reason to be particularly strong against Heian period sorcerers because not only are they just, like, not necessarily categorized um, as, like, the sorcerers the narrator's probably talking about, but, like, they're just literally 
in narrative like implied to be built from from something different they're not like they're not like your average uh like current era character so <clears throat> that's my perspective i can see that my perspective is just if you if you take gojo's i mean let's say let's say you know you take gojo's word that that in and of itself just kind of is like to me a very simple beeline to be and yeah they can surpass him gojo should understand his own power excuse me wow and as their teacher he should be able to understand the power of his students especially when coupled with the six eyes i don't know why he wouldn't be able to even if you remove that um and you just say we yeah, have one one fight can literally take a character from being like like high first grade sorcerer level to like the pinnacle of special grade that's almost unrivaled um you know i don't see why other characters can't like other characters that are pre pre uh like determined to be strong can't do that as well this podcast episode can either age very well for me or i can be made to be look like a fool uh hopefully dude that's the case for all our jjk <laughs> podcasts which this seems like it's gonna be another one fuck yeah. it dude yeah we'll see bro someday we're either gonna have enough shit to talk about irl or some other way um that isn't just jjk mm. related for the sake of this podcast but like that day is not today damn yeah that day is not today closing thoughts sukuna has um caught more bodies like like his ratio is way better than like gojo uh, i think his peak is like killing hanami in terms of like victories in yeah. combat and uh for sukuna he killed jogo mm -hmm. killed maharaga depending on what uh verbiage you want to use yeah. for that fight um but i'm saying kill if you want to count the population of shibuya Yikes. <laughs> yeah so, I don't know. I, I really think it is a circumstance thing with Gojo. Mm -hmm. You know, morals off, Sukuna level, like, of not giving a shit, then I definitely think um, they're basically walking in as, like, gods. Sure. I don't I don't necessarily disagree. And it's gonna be mad funny to see uh, Sukuna come back. It's gonna retextualize, recontextualize how we see Sukuna as a as a presence in the JJK mm -hmm. landscape. Because the, the Hanan Sorcerers are, like, it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they are definitively the strongest, like, period to ever fucking use Cursed Energy. So it's gonna be really fucking funny when Sukuna eventually comes out, and he's gonna be Natural Calamity Part 2, Electric Boom. Dude, imagine, <laughs> just imagine, like, you have, I don't know, some really strong Hain period to who are just dogging on, on our entire cast. And then Sukuna just pops out and he's mm -hmm. like, ah, I see that I have to leave now. <laughs> I see that I'm not welcome here anymore, because I'm not fighting the Ryomen Sukuna yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude because literally because when you think about it the ice lady uh forgot her name Urame. oh uh, yeah Urame, yeah yeah i have a feeling that like if she wasn't like explicitly shown to be sukuna's servant or whatever we would have seen her be like another uh, uh colin games player from the mm -hmm. hand era because you know she's like an old age yeah. sorcerer yeah. like obviously but like super fucking hilarious to think about in the grand scheme of things like she's a subordinate yeah i mean they're very um or like urame was even like i mean i guess we don't know like a very solid thing for urame but like i mean she reacts to piercing blood and she, then she, she heals herself yeah. like she yeah. tanked it yeah but, yeah she's like she's at least in that like that show so probably level that's pretty and and she could have like wasn't she about to like kill yuji and like everybody with him with like one casual like ice technique yeah that's, that was kind of a while yeah, and I'm presuming Kenjaku is even stronger. Kenjaku is so weird. Like, so, what if 
the next time we see Kenjaku, it would just be crazy. Now, we, he probably needs to stay in Geto's body, though, for, like, the cursed spirit manipulation uh, of Tengen. But, I don't know. Either way, I'm interested. I Like, I'm interested in, like, how that works. Like, will mm -hmm. he be, like, limited to the physicality of Geto? Um, but, like, he'll just have, like, an abundance of techniques and things like that. Because that's another thing. He literally can go around killing cursed spirits with super strong techniques using Uzumaki. And then he just now has multiple abilities. He's walking around with idle transfiguration and God knows what other ability. Kenjaku has the potential to be like a very, very uh, amazing first villain. No, second villain. Because I'm counting Mahito and the Disaster Curses collectively as the first villain mm -hmm. of JJK, like major villains. Then Kenjaku's number two. And then I think Sukun is just going to be the finale. Depending on like if you believe in the uh, evil Tengen theory. I haven't really, I haven't really been thinking about Tengen all that much, honestly. So I know that when Tengen is revealed to be fucking, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Tengen's gonna be putting the work on on fucking Choso and uh, Yuki. <laughs> oh yeah, man. fucking Tengen. Yeah, he's he is bodying a fucking uh, uh, grade one and special grade sorcerer. I mean, just he like did that. say he has the strongest barrier techniques in the verse. What if that means he has the strongest domain expansion? Let's talk about it. I mean, honestly, I would interpret that to be like very funny if it was something like uh, trapping them in there and they just yeah. couldn't get out, but they, they weren't yeah. getting attacked, right? It was just like, oh, you're going to starve to death in here before That'd you get be out. Honestly, uh, it's been so long since we've gotten an, like an update on the overall narrative of the mm -hmm. Cullen games, uh, the, you know, aside from the fights, that I'm curious if uh, you think this is going to be the last, like next week's chapter is going to be the last one of this Yuta fight and it's going to be a four-parter, or if uh, Gege is going to take it all the way. Because Gege's not been one to overstay his welcome when it comes to things mm -hmm. dragging on. It definitely it definitely feels like things are kind of getting wrapped up with the with this yuta segment yeah. um i'm not sure how long was the megumi fight you know like three four chapters that, that felt that, is... that felt like a longer fight like that felt like a so from yeah well because 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 you know how gege yeah, writes bro on. let me i'm trying to think when he starts i guess i guess it depends on when you're counting to start like from when it switches over to his perspective it's probably a little bit longer um the fight like megami really starts like actually like fighting throwing hands for like chapter 168 and then when does he kill uh reggie and then he kills 173 yeah. was that five five chapters i could see the i could see the yuta fight going on that long i could see it maybe another another chapter or two um like one to establish like oh yeah he's just fodderized like rika pulls out and i imagine this would probably be it could either be i don't know i don't know how giggy's gonna do this because i'm i've kind of just like started to kind of accept i'm I, I cannot predict what he does like anytime i say it's gonna be this i mean it, i'm like i mean you can say 172 is when he officially defeats yeah. him and when 173 is kind of re like finishing up the dialogue yeah. and everything it's if you if you count that as part of the fight and that's whatever but i think four chapters maybe but the only reason i think he could probably go more is because he's fighting two people whereas like reggie and him were like at the climb like literally at the climax they were both pretty much at, like uh like uh completely spent whereas yuta is now just yeah it, it to me it seems like yuta is doing what megami did with his domain where it seems like now they're bringing out a new ability i mean maybe it's one of those tit for tat ones he uses his big move they start to take it, it more seriously and they use their big yeah. moves and then next chapter the chapter after that we see what happens and then the chapter after that we see the mm -hmm. aftermath of the result yeah. of the fight so i think we got a solid three more chapters before we move on to presumably uh hikari and panda or honestly just like back to the main story yeah, honestly I, so this is part of the reason like the Cullen game feels so like it makes shibuya seem like small in terms of scope 
and that's wild because mm-hmm. apparently like from interviews gig wanted to end it sometime in 2023 i just can't see that like that just doesn't yeah me either you have so much even with your pacing you have so much to talk about so much to go over why is kenjaku this way where the fuck is sukuna what's happening with you like what are we gonna do with you two where where are her car where's kari at like all this different stuff all these different like characters and threads like even higuruma is some someone i feel like we might see more of later down the line i don't know there's just a lot of stuff yeah it's the pacing is going to have to pop like the fuck off for Gege to finish, uh, let's say, part one of the Cullen games uh, before 200 chapters. Because uh, assuming the Hakari and Panda fights take four to five chapters like these other ones, and then we have mm-hmm. to go back to Megami and Angel, and then we have to uh, address, like, what the fuck Kenjaku's been where's doing this whole time. As well as the <laughs> Maki. Like, where's yeah, where dude. the fuck is Maki? Did she even join oh, the games? Uh like and honestly the biggest thing i want to see like by far is kind of a status update on the game in general because you know people are getting hundreds of points you know so you have to assume like we're kind of running low or kind of running low on contestants yeah oh man i i'm so i'm unbelievably like when you were talking about that i'm just thinking about like the the prospect of like team fights and god am Mm -hmm. i so excited to see like i I don't even honestly i'm not even sure it matters who gege pairs him up with because there's so many just like dude if yuji and maki pair up against somebody god bless their soul Oof. i want to see there's yeah if you if you if yuji can even perceive maki let alone team up with her and not slow her down i will be more not only than will impressed. i be impressed dude oh imagine they jump somebody the same way nanami and him did Monto. oh my god Ugh. That'd be oh, disgusting. dude, un- menace, menace that'd activity. D- there is, that is, bro, that's an that's execution. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Have we seen like a three, like a, like a three, um, like, uh, like squad, like a, a three man squad in a fight? No, because they always, uh, they always split up before they dude, get there. I, um, it's always like, it's always max two. Dude, no, I don't know if you're on the Nobara still alive train, but if she is right. I have no opinion on Nobara's status, weirdly enough. I've, like, avoided um, thinking about it or talking about it. Pure- not because I don't care, but because as nicely and as respectfully to Nobara's character, because I think she's a stellar, fucking amazing, amazingly written character, they seem to be getting just fine without her, and her presence uh, being there will not make their situation any less difficult. I don't know. I think that... Re- I think... So... Yeah, I mean, it depends. I think she's getting an amp or something when she comes back. That's the only reason she would come back. If she's not, she's literally going to die again. She doesn't scale to, at least, like, you know, pre-getting, like, slapped up by Mahito. She wasn't even a first-grade sorcerer. Like, Nanami kept her out of a fight because of how, like, because of, like, the lack of her ability, which is whatever. She does kind of show off a little bit against Mahito, but, I mean, really, if she shows up at the same strength, she's in grave danger. (laughs) But I think if she comes back, right, you know, I, I'm not really w- wanting to talk about, like, or I'm not really going to go into, like, oh, yeah, she's going to be back, she's not. But if she does come back, seeing Yuji, Megami, and Nobara fight together for the first time would be super cool. Because we've never, ever gotten to see that. It's always, like, Nobara gets taken away, and then it's Megami and Yuji, or Yuji and Nobara run off and fight against Esso. It's never really been, like, a trio. That would be very, I don't know. That would be, really, Gigi pairs up any couple of characters i'm probably gonna go crazy 
Uh-huh. Um, Dude, I'm just excited to see so much more. Because I, sometimes I just forget how much I love this series, which I know sounds psychotic. But, like, week to week, all I'm really looking forward to is, like, oh, how will this current fight, how will this current story kind of go on? But, when you, but like, just reading the, the volumes today, like, the collected editions and shit, I'm like, oh, yeah. I almost forgot there's a whole fucking reason we're doing this in the yeah. first place. I, I think that talking about it really, like, highlights, like, oh, wow. I, I like... Like, I know I like the series, obviously, but damn, there's a lot of yeah. stuff to show. A lot more stuff that I can like. Yeah, it's like, oh, like, I, I like the shit for <laughs> real, for real. I, I, I didn't I, I didn't know that about myself. <laughs> yeah. No, but overall, I mean, I'm, I'm happy at the right. at the current, like, pacing JJK's been going at. I hope YouTube, mm-hmm. like, I hope YouTube pops off. This is going to be, this is going to be fun, I feel like. Because, like, that, just the, just the rawness of him saying Rika, like, he, he's like, yeah, give, give me, me everything. everything. Like, yeah. Oh, that's so that's such a raw line. Speaking of raw shit, and this will be like closing thoughts for real this time because yeah. we we always do this shit, man. Didn't that ring have a uh, wedding ring vibe it def- to it? It definitely did, maybe? but that's also the ring he had in Volume Zero. Um. Aw. Okay, that kind of that kind of bums me out because I was like, oh, maybe it's like a a love thing, and like they they got married spiritually well, I mean, or whatever, and it's yeah, like oh. Lo- like he's calling his wife. Yeah, I mean, or something. he loves Rika, so it is. Yeah. Oh, oh. You know what this means? You know what this fucking means? I just realized. I can't believe. I'm so glad we. We. I remembered while we were still shooting, dude. The fact that um he's summoning Rika now means that we'll finally get a fucking answer about what her deal is. Wait, did you not? Were you not thinking about that like, the entire time? No, I. I just clocked that. I was like, oh, we're finally gonna figure out what the hell she is. Yep. 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 That's gonna be fun because I feel like the give me everything thing kind of implies like you know well. I mean, we've also seen he's only been partially summoning her, but uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot to uh, a lot to see, bro. That's why I'm that's why I'm excited. Not only just because it's gonna be hype for YouTube, but like, what the heck even is Rika at this point? I don't know why we both just suddenly stopped. I don't know. I, I I just thought I just thought you were gonna pick up on it. I was like, damn, did I cut out? Yo, oh, cause um, your your uh flow was very like middle of yeah, sentence, not end of sentence. Yeah, no, no. so I was just like, oh, he's like ramping up for a big like part three here. Yeah, a big part three. Anyways, I, I I guess my point is just I want to see Rika <laughs> pop off, and I feel like we're about to see the hell yes. All right, thanks for uh, listening, everybody. Uh, make sure you subscribe again. Don't make me. Don't make me yeah, hurt you. I'm not. I'm not. Last, when when fucking... I didn't subscribe to the channel ah. on uh, Broken Ronin, he actually took one of my kneecaps, and I haven't gotten it back. So. If you guys hit subscribe, uh, mm-hmm. I'd appreciate it. All right. If you want to see your families again, please hit that subscribe button. Leave us a like, uh, comment if you want to comment. We got the community tab, by the way. Forgot to yeah. say that in like our uh, opening. Yeah. So we finally got the community tab. So that's a big W. It's a milestone we've been wanting to hit for a while now. Going to be posting polls and fan questions. God, I hate saying that word. I'm so sorry. Audience <laughs> questions. Community questions, if you will. Like if you guys want to answer something, uh, we're probably going to do like a little community tab post the day before not not the day before but like uh the saturday after an mm-hmm. upload man explaining time yeah, is going to be is so hard yeah, to do in recording because we yeah anyway okay. stuff is going to happen we we shoot this on sundays it comes out thursdays yeah hold on what how how's the time working on that am i am i stupid um wait when do we want to release it like saturdays okay. like the day before we record okay that makes sense yeah that yeah makes sense. so not the day before you guys see that yeah, but so the Friday- day before we actually record these these episodes yeah, yeah. Yeah, so f- maybe Friday night, Saturday morning-ish, we'll, we'll do that. Do you have anything you want to use the community tab for, by the way, specifically, now that we have um, it? Honestly, I don't know. Uh, we, 
I'll probably think of something and DM it to you later, but I, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything at the moment. Because, man, I can't wait to answer um, specific questions about, like, either, like, our channels, YouTube, or any yeah. manga. Because I just feel like that's more yeah. fun. Because the dream goal for me in anything I think I'm a part of, I just want a fucking subreddit. Not a Discord, because fuck that. Hell no. I, I am very anti-Discord. Discord, Discord will um, put you through the ringer, but yeah. Yes. Like, it is a... F being a moderator on a Discord has all the worst parts about being a full-time worker with none of the pay, none of the prestige, none of the status, and none of the you appreciation. You get made fun of for being a moderator on Discord, in fact. Yes. So, we we don't even want to do that to other people, let alone do mm -hmm. it ourselves. So, fuck that. You know, politely, as politely as we can. A subreddit is a different matter entirely, because you can, like, do shit in a way that's not fucking miserable to comb through, because Discord's UI, it makes... it. It literally makes me want to shit myself, bro. Like, like it's just so grimy. That's, uh, that's a very interesting way to put it, but I do think I get the sentiment, yes. Sc imagine scrolling through Reddit posts, you see a bunch of memes. Uh, like, Honored Ones podcast memes, or whatever. I'm gonna end okay. the episode right here, oh my god. Yeah, anyway, if, if 1,000 subscribers, subreddit, community tab posts, stay, stay tuned for that. Yeah. Alright, bye.